Welcome to another thrilling adventure of Splash Pages, our comic book club. And I want you to know this is a comic book club. We do have a Facebook group, so make sure you join it and join the awesome discussion. But this week's discussion, we are talking about Batman Three Jokers. Came out all the way back in 2020. Written by Jeff Johns, art by Jason Fabok. 30 years after Batman, the killing joke changed comics forever. Three Jokers re-examines the myth of who or what the Joker truly is. And what is at the heart of his essential battle with Batman? New York Times bestselling writer Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok, the writer-artist team that waged the Dark Side War in pages of Justice League, reunite to tell the ultimate story of Batman and the Joker. This is a kick-ass conversation coming at you right now. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Pages, the comic book club, your weekly dive into your favorite graphic novels and comic books. Their mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. And here we are. We are now live on Splash Pages, the comic book club. And uh, with us, as always, we have the Velvet Joker. How's it going, sir? Good, good. We got it right here. Woot, woot. Three Jokers. <laughs> And that is Rich Davis, and we also have Chris. How's it going, Chris? Hello. And uh, we do have a new face here, Drew. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Uh, yes, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Drew Mallow. I am, I guess, a freelance writer for Screen Rant, a comic book enthusiast, a cosplayer, and... Yeah, that's that's enough you need to know for now. But awesome, thank you. sounds good. Okay, so tonight we are talking about three Jokers, and uh, this was a DC Black Label. It was published all the way back in 2020, uh, October through November, I believe. It was written by Jeff Johns, art by Jason Fabok. So, uh, 30 years after Batman: The Killing Joke changed comics forever. Three Jokers re-examines the myth of who or what the Joker is and what is at the heart of his eternal battle with the Batman. New York Times best-selling writer Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok, the writer-artist team that waged the Dark Side War in pages of Justice League, reunite to tell the ultimate story of Batman and the Joker. After years of anticipation starting in DC Universe Rebirth number 1, the epic miniseries you've been waiting for is here. Find out why three there are three Jokers and what that means for the Dark Knight and the Clown Prince of Crime. It's a mystery unlike any Batman has ever faced. 
quick correction though yes the, uh, it, rebirth had nothing to do with three jokers it was dark side war uh it was dark side war and then he actually told uh green lantern in rebirth number one no he told him at the end of the dark side war i got it from wikipedia Wikipedia is so goddamn wrong, and I've heard that okay. read so many times, and I constantly have to keep correcting people. No, at the end of the Dark Side War, Green Lantern asks Batman two que- two questions. What did the joke? What did the uh, you know? He talks about what what the chair did because Batman sits in the chair of knowledge, and then he asks it one question: Who killed my parents? That's right, it was Joe Chill. I knew that. What is the name of the Joker? And then it pauses, and then he's beamed with light, and he's like, "That's impossible." And then at the end of the entire story, after they wrap it all up in a neat little bow, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, asks Bruce, what did you? What did the chair say? And he's like, when I asked it the name of the Joker, it told me it couldn't give me an answer. There are three Jokers. Okay. All right, Chris, deep breaths. That was fine. <laughs> deep, deep breaths. Everything's okay. We're going to... We're going to get to the bottom of this. Oh, Wikipedia yeah. isn't always right, but, you know. Idiots on Wikipedia! I come for you! <laughs> okay, okay, man, man. Your blood pressure, okay? You got to keep it within moderate levels. You can't do this from a hospital bed, okay? Relax. <laughs> that, that feels level, Drew. You got to get used to that. That's level all the time. I, I, I... I know, but this is how messed up this is. I'm, I'm, I'm the good cop here. This is weird. Why, why, you know, this is really odd. I got a narrator. I got, you know, one of the three, the three jokers, you know, join us, and then I'm the good cop, and I got the nerd cop. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so. Uh, Jeff Homan uh, said, what is up? I'm a Joker. Yes, you are, Jeff. Jeff from uh, Still Token With. And uh, you can find him uh, here tomorrow night. Uh, so uh, I know, uh, Rich, you like me to go over what was happening in the world at that time uh, when these come out. Since we're looking back all the way in 2020, you know, obviously, you know. What happened, co- what happened in 2020? Oh, I, it was an utter, the apocalypse for one, but, you know, TV, you know, you had the Goldbergs, the Good Doctor, NCIS for what season, what, 55? <laughs> Uh, Blue Bloods, Grey's Anatomy, Bridgerton, which I hear was good. Uh, and uh, movies, I mean, I think Wonder Woman 1984 came out, which is a little confusing. Is 1984, 2020. Uh, and that was the greatest joke of them all. <laughs> <laughs> also, Leo, I'd like to point out, thank you. That was wonderful. We're all glad to know what exactly you've watched in 2020 now. That was a wonderful summary there. <laughs> Uh, what you what did you what was uh, you know I know this is off topic but uh, I, I I enjoyed hubby Halloween uh, I enjoyed Wonder oh. Woman um, I enjoyed a Goldberg's and a Good Doctor what, what, Drew what were you watching all the way back in 2020 <laughs> you know honest uh, you know uh, being uh, finding myself unemployed uh, I found myself with an amazing amount of time to watch so many wonderful shows with such quality deals. Um, I, I just I caught up on a lot. Uh, I watched Barry from HBO. I watched oh, yes. everything except the last two episodes of Silicon Valley, which oh, I'm yes. still mad about. Um, not mad because the show was great, yeah. Because uh, Mike Joe can do no wrong, but mad because the deal ended with Hulu before I was able to finish it. So I was like, oh. yeah, exactly, one of those. Um, caught but up in good place. Nope, nope, nope. I have more than enough programs that I'm paying more than enough money for. I just have to wait for someone that I can do what is the legitimate thing now is barter. So if somebody wants Hulu and has HBO Max, I can barter with that, and then everybody wins, and 
you know, I can see everything and still pay the same amount of money. There you go. Generosity mm-hmm. among nerds. That's that's what I'm saying. Um, right now, I'm finishing up uh, Shit's Creek. It's hilarious. Um, I just honestly, I just watch whatever during my little breaks because, as you know, you need to break it up when you're uh, staring in front of a computer most of the day. Because if you don't, you're you're gonna have trouble sleeping and possibly could go into a, a shining-like psychotic breakdown. So, oh, you know. okay. So, so that explains a lot for me. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Jeff says we might need to barter. <laughs> and everyone needs to the show Warrior. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll barter my DC All Access account to somebody. Pass. <laughs> 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 the first victim of the streaming wars was DC. <laughs> no, the first victim of DC was us. Oh, my God. That was. No, the first victim of DC was just their absolute, you know. I mean, it was nice that they have like all that stuff on there, like Wonder Woman. Yeah, but it, it, was, it was high definition, you know, the the original '70s show and stuff. But you know, it it, it was. Mm. I've complained about this so many times, but DC Universe was a shit show from the beginning, you know, because they they I pre bought a year before it came out. Put the out. crowbar down. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Talk about Jokers, goddamn it! Oh. Ah! <laughs> Put put the crowbar down. Do it now. Put it down now. Do it now. Okay, did I. Wife, I did, well, did, did, did your wife approve of that purchase before you made it, Leo? Because that sounds like a really bad investment. Oh, it was. She didn't know about it, but it was. Uh, oh, now she does. <laughs> uh, well, because you know Kevin Smith came on. Uh, you know he did this whole big review about DC Universe, and he was saying, "Oh my God, how wonderful it is! Is everything DC?" And you know, I was expecting it's a show for everything comic book related. Yeah, I know. It it was I was expecting so much more, but when it launched it had nothing. It it was well not nothing, but very little. And it didn't work on Fire Stick at the beginning and it was just a pain in the ass. So And, and Leo, you, you bought a year, right? You I bought, bought a year. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm right. I'm still I'm just trying to make sure everybody remembers. I know, and I'm still paying for it too, so are, are you a fan of, of lollipops? Because it sounds like you're quite a sucker. Oh, I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just, just one. Just you know, all, with all due respect, you know, I really don't, don't want to. Um, uh, yeah. You also, I don't know, Jeff. You don't want yeah, to get into his Reddit controversy. Exactly. But yeah, and also to answer Jeff's question, I don't know. I, I just realized me and Brick, uh, me and and Rick, Brick, me and Rick, um, both rich. Both have see spent words today horrible. Both have both exposed brick wall theme going on here. I, I don't know if you noticed this, but yeah. you know we could both just well, what's going on there? How you doing? Hey, yeah, nothing like exposed brick to just really bring out the hominess right. in right. uh, wherever you record. Side of each other's walls. It's in, indeed solid. Nah, you know, definitely oh. worth bashing someone's head into. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I, I know uh, Rich uh, definitely wants to get into three jokers here. And uh, okay. yeah, uh, I, I was I went into this blind. I, I have to say, I, I know I've been wanting to read it for a while, and uh, I'm so glad I did. I, I absolutely fell in love with it. I know I'm jumping ahead of everything, but uh, it, it's just the writing, the artwork was just, everything was just spot on. But so, so we're getting the story of three different jokers. You have, um, let me pull up my notes here. 
Got the comedian. Yeah. So uh, you get the uh, the the Joker that killed uh, or supposedly killed Jason Todd back in 1988. Batman: The Death in the Family. Uh, you also mm-hmm. get the Golden Age inspired The Criminal and the comedian from Killing Joke. Right. So uh, let, let's kick it off, um, Rich, since you are the Joker extraordinaire. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So in the beginning, what we have uh, three different crimes, and yet the Joker is seen in all three crimes. How can that be? No one knows. No one knows. But in comes Batman, and uh, you know, you were saying about the art. Like right here, they're showing like all the wounds over the years on Batman's body, and then they sort of highlight what caused it. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, just between the art and and the imagery of that, just telling a story. Yeah, go, going through the history of Batman, and that's actually one of the things. Is uh, I was reading that Jeff Johns, um, he said that this was canon in the beginning, but then in a later interview, he actually walked it back and said, "Well, it's up to the reader to uh, to interpret." Um, right. But it, I think you got into trouble with uh, how long it took Doomsday Clock to, to get finished. And that has upended a lot of like side story stuff. Just as we have fake bricks. Yep. Well, I, I'm pretty sure, Jeff, Jeff, I can probably attest that the bricks on my end might might be exactly real, but just they Jeff, are extremely comfortable. Does Jeff have anything so. to say about the actual show or just the brick walls behind the two uh, comedians? <laughs> <laughs> No, he must. He must be a Pink Floyd fan because it, all, all we're just another brick on the wall over here. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> thank you. I'm just going to keep bad. focusing. But I, I also will say that one of my favorite parts of the first issue, which we're going through now, was uh, the dedication to the the nine panel um, format, which is something that we've seen uh, primarily in Watchmen. Dave Gibbons kind of made that. And it was something that uh, earlier on in um, when they did Doomsday Clock, when Jason Fabic did Doomsday Clock, uh, I think it was like the first issue, not Doomsday Clock, it was um, the button with um, with Tom King, which you know kind of kicked off uh, Doomsday Clock. He kind of mimicking that nine panel thing. And I think it's really wonderful because it shows a lot of, it takes the time to show specific details. And Leo, it's like what you said, with the scars, you know, each one has a memory. And it was really fantastic that they took the time to really go through that. And you saw how each one that Batman's, his body is not just a, a tapestry of his war on crime, but it's also, it's like his, he's a living Batcave for his own memories of his, of his time as Batman and, you know, everything is dealt with. So. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephalopodcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retro have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. 
So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host of problems. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retro Octopus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar podcast networks, with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. So with us, uh, Rich, you were talking about the different crimes that were happening. Uh, so each one seems to be iconic to the the Joker that perpetrated the crime. So the first one takes place at Ace Chemical, where Joker was created. Right. And let's see. Mm-hmm. And where was and then it? While you're looking that up, uh, yeah. also when you're talking about the uh, imagery in uh, the comic book, where they also show Barbara's wound, where the Joker shot her in her spine. Oh, that just. And yeah. chills up my spine. I thought yeah. you were like that most of all. What's that, Chris? What's that, Chris? I thought the Joker would like that most of all. Well, you know, there's a part of me does, but there's still the in the the guy that that that's in control some of the time. They um in the Killing Joke animated movie, which you can skip over the first twenty minutes of that complete travesty, um, and get right Absolutely. to the actual comic book adaptation. The post credit scene is Barbara becoming Oracle. It's true. And the only other time we've ever seen her become Oracle in any type of media is uh, there was, I think, a single episode of the the Batman set in the future where she's Oracle and the uh, Birds of Prey, you know, whatever you think about it, TV series that was on CW a few years back. I loved it. I love this little uh, little clip here where Joker, he's, he's driving the tractor trailer of the chemicals and uh, he actually swerves trying to hit the raccoon. Yeah. Right, right, and and that was pretty cool too because he pulls in and he you were seeing it through his eyes and he sees his wife and his kid, but in actuality there's nothing there. You know, it's also comes out and shatters the illusion. Besides Barbara's scar, we also see the back of Chase and Todd's head where they you can see the scar where the Joker Joker cracked his skull open. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> with that crowbar. Yeah. Um, it, uh, you know, it's unbelievable. The worst part of this entire story, I'm going to get right out and say it, is Jason trying to come on to Barbara and she just being like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> I think Nightwing is enough for me. Thank you very much. And it's just like, I think the... how old is Jason compared to Barbara? You know, because she's supposed to be the same age as Dick Grayson and Jason's supposed to be not as old as Dick Grayson. Kyle says, I love this comic. Very graphic. I think the the other thing that's really interesting is you notice that Jif Johns juggles a lot of themes throughout the whole thing. And, and as uh, everyone here has brought up, you know, everybody here has some sort of sick connection to the Jokers. You have Batman. You have um, Barbara Gordon. You have Jason Todd. They're all they all have scars. They've all been, you know, scarred. Uh, plural by the Joker, and then in that way they're all connected to him. So I mean, you know, it's funny because people brought up like, oh, where's um, where are the other members of the the Bat family? Where's you know uh, uh, Tim Drake? Where's Damien? And everything. And honestly, I think it kind of works that you have such a limited cast because you have these three people who are integral to 
to um, Batman's kind of history with the Joker because they're two walking embodiments of kind of a failure on on Bruce's end. He wasn't able to protect them from the Joker, and they're kind of living. They, I mean, they they survive, but they're living testaments that that he's human and that that humanity is kind of his weakness that the Joker always preys on. It was very cool to see Gaggy, the little, um, <laughs> you know, little person Joker character yeah. from way back in Batman number 186. Um, oh, yeah. the Jester. Silver Age Easter egg. And uh, so also with, uh, uh, it's Gabby, right? Gaggy? Gaggy. Gaggy. Gaggy, uh, we get the the Joker fish and the Joker shark. I think that is one of the coolest things I've seen. Uh, that was the most ter- like one of the most beautifully terrifying yes. things <laughs> ever. Just and and again, it's a real te- a testament to the artist. I mean, like you like if you've watched his artwork, like he is just leaps and bounds, and it was already great to begin with. But you see that, and that is just some Jaws level terror right there but the batman's like eh, this is nothing like you know this is gotham on a tuesday right here like come yeah. on man but for for me the true moment was when he eats the jester yes and he just like look yeah, at that that is like that that's that's you get a print of that worthy like i i can't hear that and just keep thinking you know uh roy scheiber some richard dreyfus level stuff from jaws you know, uh, we're gonna need a bigger boat, kind of deal. The uh, uh, touching on something Drew said, I completely lost it now. Um, It'll come back. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, about Jason, real quick. Uh, uh, I have a potentially coming interview with Jason um, coming up on Radio Par. He um, had, despite all the problems of 2020 for a lot of people. Jason probably had the best year in comics. Not only did he finally get the long overdue three Jokers done, but when the third issue finally came out, he became a father too. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Congratulations to him. Yeah. So he's taken some Uh, serious, much needed time off from comics because drawing these three issues, I'm sure, exhausted him. And then the sales of it were you know, huge. Amazing. There was a controversy with the comic book store, which had nothing to do with him. It was just a jackass mm-hmm. comic book store deciding to market his signature for their own needs. Um, mm-hmm. and he became a father. And and I will say that because uh, I've met him um, before, and he is such a pleasant and and really nice individual. He loved meeting his fans, and you know he'll sign stuff and whatnot. And he is just such a really nice guy. So it's just so nice to see him get dues with such a great storyline and, and, and for it to get so well received, uh, you know, just again, just all of this, like the entire first issue alone, like you, you understand why it had to be a black label kind of um, issue because it was the yeah, only way that you could get all of the detail. Yeah. Well, look, look well, right there, the splatter of the Joker's head when Jason shoots him in the head, the first Joker. Yeah, so so the Joker that he shoots is the one that we assume is the one that took the crowbar to him. Yes, correct. Yep. And then, also, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say, and also in this scene, uh, you know, it, it's Barbara throws the batarang at, at him, you know, trying to yep. stop him, you know, and and he says, you know, I think you wanted us too because when's the last time you ever missed? Right. 
The um, Barbara, by the way, going back to her, her costume is my favorite of all the Barbara costumes that we've had. This dark gray like look to her is fantastic. And the way Jason draws her in it is just unbelievably beautiful. Um, also, the uh, um, again, until somebody writes it in the main Batman book that this is in continuity, it's kind of its own thing right now. But Gordon knows her his daughter is Batgirl, right? Because she calls him Dad. Yes, yeah. and and they are they are kind of going with like I, I don't know how much Doctor Manhattan and the Death Metal and all the other continuity rewriting alternate time history events of DC Comics have changed things to make that so. But does anyone remember Once Upon a Time? Barbara was not Gordon's daughter; it was his niece. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I they're, think nowadays it's it's his daughter. <laughs> well, I, well, it, it's funny because right now what DC's going through is after the end of Death Metal, they have something that they've now called an omniverse, is which uh, all stories kind of not only kind of exist and matter, but they influence each other. So it's a sort of looser continuity. Which let's just all be real here, guys. That has always been comics true uh, kryptonite, Achilles heel, whatever metaphor, because continuity is always difficult because the constant rebooting, the constant changes or whatnot, it's hard to really create a, a timeline that you can stick to details and you can base sort of a history behind. So, um, you know, it, it in some ways, like that story is candid. This story is candid. Everything is relevant instead of you have all this stuff, and then one writer just makes 25 years of stories meaningless. Yeah. So yep. it's, you know, something, you know, again, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of it right now in current DC. And, you know, if they stick to it, I think it could be really, really good in terms of what they need. But, you know, whatever. Do you um, do you like the, um, the, the thing with Joe Chill, how the Jokers wanted to make Joe Chill a Joker? And also, uh, Batman saves Joe Chill's life. And he, they have like a pleasant exchange. Like it is, it's, it's. Uh, John's wrote it in a way that, yes, Joe Chill will always be responsible for creating the Batman, but it seems as though Batman has forgiven him. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's that's it's. A, it was a pretty interesting exchange, but I think, and especially in like as Leo is, I think it's Leo is flipping yep. through the second issue. You know, what I also enjoy is that you have this this whole argument about well, this this whole idea that a joker can be simply created. You know, that this idea that it, it's kind of the same thing that, that it's it's a reference to the killing joke, because in the killing joke, uh, uh, Joker tries to break Gordon. There's this whole thing, crippling Barber, kidnapping him. Why do the, the, the that fun house of horror was that his theory was that all it takes is one horrible day to make anybody him. And you see you see this, you know, they kidnap Jason, they beat him just like they the one of them did before. And the goal was we want to make a new Joker. We think it could be you. And then they end up like, eh, you're 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 too broken. You you, you won't be a good joker. Bye. We'll find someone else. And I think personally, that's an interesting idea. You know, um, I think it's also, uh, to be quite honest, it's something that kind of could could be said um, even in uh, even in cosplay. You know, like anybody could be a Joker, and we've certainly seen that. Um, you know, but you know, some people just somehow channel it maybe a little better than others. I'm not really sure, 
how to say that, you know, without sounding a little, I guess, condescending or elitist. But, uh, you know, Rich, don't give me a look. Um, no, 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 no. You're absolutely right, Drew, because listen, I love doing different incantations of the Joker, and uh, I don't subscribe to just one. Um, some people refer to me more of a Cesar Romero Joker, but I, I've done 20 different outfits of the Joker and different incantations, and each one is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Some are uh, direct reflections of movies or comics, and some are combinations of all three. Yeah, you know, whatever works. And I, again, as we're flipping through, I mean, uh, for anyone who hasn't read this, I mean, look at this detail. I mean, like some people would struggle so much. He, Jason Fabic has this, uh, and I apologize, I have a problem saying names incorrectly, so I apologize if he's listening and I said it wrong. But you notice he has this cinema quality with his stuff. It's so realistic. Like, it would be so easy to make Three Jokers into a movie because it's like he just made little mini storyboards for for all of it and honestly the most heartbreaking thing was to realize how many people died yeah. just because the joker was trying to find a new joker i mean look at all these people that are just yeah it's uh pronounced uh Faybach. thank you yes yeah it, it, the death toll's never been an issue for the joker no <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, i just want to rewind for a second because we we're talking about um joe chill and batman having the the interaction with him at the end uh, it, it seems like all the main characters, this was all about closure because, you know, obviously Jason got closure uh, with uh, with Joker, uh, you know, and Barbara got closure closure with her Joker. And then uh, and then obviously Batman with uh, Joe Chill. Right. Yeah. And Barbara yeah. smashed him in the face with the camera. Just yeah. blast. <laughs> Did anyone get the Joker? Uh, I want. I guess you could call them trading cards, but they're basically playing cards with Batman, Joker, Batgirl, Joker, and uh, Jason, Joker. Yeah, I have like one yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I think another moment is it's something they've addressed is when Barbara and Jason are talking. Uh, you know, after he's been cleaned up and his he had his little little breakdown, uh, rightfully so, but still, is that this whole idea that that Jason kind of had to pick up his like kind of rebuild himself, you know, piece himself back together after everything, and that he didn't have the support that Barbara did when she was paralyzed. You know, she had her friends, she had her family, she had uh, you know Bruce and Alfred and and, and Dick looking out for her, but Jason didn't have that. And it's it's really amusing because this whole idea that if they knew he was alive, because remember he was dead and then he was resurrected by the Lazarus pit and that whole messy story, um, is that whole idea that that he could have been different. Like his, his life could have been different. He might've been better had they known because he could have gotten the support that they wanted. And that is kind of a, a group failure that everybody whether they acknowledge it or not, kind of takes with them. And again, it's it's it really says a lot about Jeff Johns, his ability to balance, um, you know, action with these really sincere emotional moments that really I think show his love for the characters. And I, personally, I thought it was really great because it just it it doesn't it makes Jason Todd not just what he was in the beginning, which was just this Dick Grayson knockoff. You know, he, 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 he was able to really evolve as an individual and find himself. And that's why he's been such a popular character 
uh, I would say over the last, let's say, decade or two, ever since his return, um, you know. So I think that was that was a really great moment for Jason, especially because he goes through such shit this whole story. So that's my two cents. No, it's excellent. You're absolutely right. Jason didn't have the support, and that made him go a little bit more nuts. And uh, you know, Superboy Prime uh, causing his his uh, little Tampa tantrum uh, didn't help that matters any. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, think not, not, not I, I don't. I don't think the Superboy Prime having his Tampa tantrum on the walls of eternity reverberating through the DC universe is in continuity anymore. I think it's a, uh, you know, I'm still alive. Crawled out of the grave, fell into the Lazarus pit. Um, I'm still waiting so for the much. moment where he says that. I'm still waiting for the moment for Damien to mouth off to Jason sometime and him turn around and say. I banged your mom once, so shut the hell up. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, uh, Matt uh, Drozier says, uh, so at work, can't listen, but Batman Along Halloween is an amazing graphic novel. Uh, that's another one I need to read. At, wait, who said that? Uh, Matt uh, Drozier. Oh, no, I'm saying who said they had it read it. Oh, yeah, um, becoming two uh, animated movies this year. Yeah, I, I still need to read uh, Long Halloween. Oh, absolutely, and and uh, I, I I cannot recommend Long Halloween enough. I I own all of it, and I have it signed by Tim Sale, the the artist who's gorgeous. And I will, Leo. I cannot like you have to read, you have to read that, and then you have to read its sequel, Dark Victory, because uh, Jeff Loeb, way before his work at Marvel, kind of ruined him. Um, and I can say that because I've read a lot of the Ultimate Universe. Uh, his Batman stuff with Tim Sale, like anything he does with Tim Sale, I cannot not recommend to you enough. So it's that, the Marvel Color series he did. So that's uh, Hulk Gray, Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow, uh, Captain America White. They're all amazing. And uh, yeah, Long Halloween is I can't wait for that that film, to be quite honest. So definitely check that out. Will do. Yeah, it's definitely on my short list to uh, to read. Uh, so in uh, completing with uh, three Jokers, uh, one of the things uh, Batman's going through um, Joe Chill's uh, little room there, and uh, right. he finds the uh, the letters to Bruce Wayne that were not mailed, and then the final one is uh, Batman with the tickets for the theater. So uh, obviously, uh, Joker knows who Batman is. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Bring, bringing it back to where it all began. Exactly. The, um, the best moment of that ever is usually in the um, Untold Legends of the Batman, which they recreated a few times, like the Batman, the Brave and the Bold final episode, where um, he teams up with Joe Chill for something. And or Batman Year Two, and then like at the end of it, he unmasks and he goes, "I know because I am Bruce Wayne." The boy in the alley, you shot my parents, you son of a bitch. And Joe Chill's like, oh, oh God, I'm an old man and dies of a heart attack. Yeah. And it's also interesting because there was a, a moment in Grant Morrison's Batman where you had something like that where Joe Chill wasn't aware and then he find out he found out that Batman he he created Batman and he he just can't handle it. It just it's just such a shock. And and I I, th- I seem recall it's been years since I read the issue, so my memory is a little hazy on it. But I seem to recall like 
in that issue, he turns his gun on himself because he just can't handle having created something that that essentially all the criminals in Gotham would have killed him over. Like you, it's because of you we have Batman. Like you, son of a bitch. Yes, I think that was the Untold Legends of the Batman. Actually, yeah, hey, I, think the criminals, I think the criminals like shoot him in like disgust because they're like, "You son of a bitch! You're the cause of everything that's ever happened in Gotham to criminals." Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> but and I think the other thing to really point out is like again we we've addressed this like in the New Fifty Two you had this whole idea that there were three Jokers, which was really interesting because you're like how can there be three like you know but then you're talking about a world where there's alternate universes there's different timelines like all this kind of stuff you have three and it's kind of explained how so it's kind of like a magician showing you how he did the trick and then they just pulls another one because event then there's just one and it it's 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 amazing because again it's all done to ensure that the Joker is Batman's like favorite. It's his special buddy. Like there's nobody else. Like nobody will have that kind of relationship with uh with with the Dark Knight, like the Joker. And it's it's so funny because they've touched on it in other comics, this kind of obsession riddled on love that that the Joker has for Batman, like a like a very jealous girlfriend. Um, He's my mirror image. Yeah, exactly. That that whole uh, you know they're the two sides of a separate coin, or the same coin. But it's just it's so funny just to see. In the end, it, it's exactly that. He's like, I know who you are. It doesn't matter to me. Like, we do what we do. We are who we are. And eventually, one day, I'm going to kill you. Unless it's that issue of Batman Black and White where it's a kid playing with his dad's rifle and he accidentally fires a shot off killing Batman without even realizing it. Right. And he reveals that uh, not only does he know who he is, but he knows who Jason is and he knows who Barbara is. And he says that he'll never, ever reveal. Because that, that could stop the game. Mm-hmm. He never wants to stop the game. And like Drew said, until they're both dying in each other's arms. Yep. That is the best part when he's yeah. like just... If I if I tell anybody, you're gonna stop. What's the fun of that gonna be? I don't care that you're Bruce Wayne. And of course, this was coming out by the way the exact same months as the Joker War, where the Joker knows in continuity right now the current Joker mm-hmm. um, that Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne is Batman and used it to his advantage to steal all of Bruce Wayne's money. And and it's funny because again at the end of Joker War, you know, oh, I'm dead. Not really. Um, the new series that, that James uh, Tynion, Tynion is, is going to do, it's supposedly supposed to be very horror-themed, yeah. and I cannot say how much I'm excited for that, because Joker War was, in my mind, great mm. and truly wonderful story. Um, because it's just, it, 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 the problem with comics is, again, something that, I think it's funny because um, I just finished reading Invincible, uh, which I cannot wait for that series. And they had this wonderful point about comics doing the same thing over and over again, and yet being very resistant to change. Um, and I feel like it's the same thing with Batman and Joker. Like, how many times can they fight? How many people have to die yet 
Joker ends up in Arkham, or oh, he's dead, but he could be dead. He could be back anytime. You you had this this sense. This is something new, you know, the the finality of it, and yet the Joker manages to pull through because it's like in um, New Fifty Two's Endgame, he's this immortal kind of like Pennywise the clown entity. He is he will always come back. He is always yeah. smiling, always in the background, always ready to to you know start some mischief. Leo, I gotta I gotta jet at nine, so we gotta jump over to the. Okay, uh, so we'll finish this up uh, just real quick. Uh, at the end, uh, Jason uh, leaves a note uh, to Barbara uh, saying that he wants to make a change. Uh, and uh, basically, you know, uh, if I don't hear from you, I'll know that, you know, you don't want to take it further. And obviously the note falls and uh, someone, uh, uh, the... Never sees it. Never, she never sees it. And... Yeah, fun uh, time cleaners. Fun time cleaners. Yeah. That's who's the, on the back of his, oh, the what's... janitor sweeps up the note. Oh. <laughs> oh, I totally didn't catch that. But I think the other big thing is, like, like you said, the end of the issue, you know, spoilers, if you've been reading this whole thing and you still are going to be mad at us about spoilers, not our fault. You have the Joker's family. They're alive. Like, yeah. right. whoa. And, and not only that, but he lied to the Bat family once again because he actually does know what the Joker's real identity was. Mm-hmm. And because he stashed away the family. So also, uh, and I know we'll wrap this up right uh, in in a minute here. Uh, does this create like a loop? You know, did Batman or did Bruce Wayne yeah. create the Joker because he shuffled the family away, and then the family, uh, the cops told uh, the Joker at the time before he was Joker, I forgot his name, um, that his wife died, and that's why he goes with the. Uh, with the criminals, right, and it falls into the vat. Yeah. It's all cyclical. Oh, yeah, it is. All cyclical. Okay, so uh, we will be. Uh, let's see. Let's do the um, the crowbars. We'll start with Drew. How many crowbars out of five would you would you give this? Um, story art wise, I you know I'm gonna give this for me. I'm gonna give it three out of five crowbars. Um, I enjoyed it for the most part. To me, um, I felt the ending, some, something about it wasn't just resonated as well to me, but uh, the story itself was still pretty strong. The artwork is gorgeous. And honestly, for any Batman Joker fan, I do recommend you definitely check this out. So I'd say three out of five crowbars. Okay. Chris? I give it five. Five. Okay. Velvet Joker. Oh, no doubt. It is five crowbars. And I feel that ending has such possibilities and ramifications um, in the future for future storylines. Because the fact that the Joker's family still exists, Batman knows, no one else knows. That is so huge to the DC universe, to the history of Batman. The possibilities of what could happen to that family are just endless. Totally agree. And uh, for me, uh, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but I, I absolutely loved it. Totally amazed by it, and uh, I give it five crowbars as well. It's uh, every I just I, I was so overjoyed with this, uh, you know, because going into it, I didn't really expect that much, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> Thanks 
for joining our discussion of Three Jokers. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. And I apologize, we cut things a little short there because Chris needed to ship some comics. So we needed to jump on over to his Spider-Man 142 discussion. So next week, we are going to be talking about Vision Quest, the West Coast Adventures run. And, uh, you know, with WandaVision ending, uh, you know, I figured this was a great time to talk about it. So, as always, head on over to our Facebook group, Splash Pages to Comic Book Club. Join us and join the discussion. And, you know, every week we're talking about some new comics. We're going to start doing some uh, contests as well. So, uh, this live broadcast coming up, we, we may be doing something special. So, uh, you know, it's, everything's comic related. Come on, join the discussion. And we'll catch you guys later. Bye.